This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, it's time now for the GM report with your general manager, David Force, right here on A's Cast Live. By the way, you looked good and a solid speech for Lip going into the A's Hall of Fame yesterday. Thank you. It was a, a huge honor to get to uh, introduce Keith for uh, for an honor that he you know was well deserved and for maybe literally the best person I've met in 23 years in baseball. You know, I, I said, as I had to kind of, you know, from Korak, uh, I had to fill in the blanks, as they like to say <laughs> in the broadcast. I said, you know, for Keith Lipman, what's, you know, normally these things we're talking about, we're talking about guys who accomplish things from a standpoint of this is how many home runs or RBIs or runs scored or what, this is why you're in A's, all that. We're honoring a man who his job was to help people live out their dreams, whether it's players coaches managers he was a mentor he was an ear he was a manager but his his duty in this game it's not about himself it's always been about helping other people get to where they want to go and it's not too many times we honor people like that 100 percent. yeah like i said it was he's so deserving and there's not enough time to talk about the impact that he's had on this organization. I mean, I said yesterday when I introduced him, he, you know, he mentored basically every player, coach, or staff member that has come through this organization in the last 30 years. And he, he'll tell stories about McGuire and Weiss and Steiny, and then all the way up to Chavez and Tejada and, and Josh Reddick. It all it spans every generation of player um, and, and never, <laughs> never made an enemy along the way, which is hard to do. Um, and then, you know, and this, the impact continues. Like, you look in our dugout right now, our coaching staff, staff, Darren Bush, Scott Emerson, Eric Martins, Marcus Jensen, every one of these guys worked underneath Lip, learned how to be a coach underneath him. Um, and I can say, you know, my, my first few years here, I learned so much from, from working with him and then to get the chance to sort of have him as my farm director and, and trust his opinions. We still, he's still the guy I go to. When, you know, when we were doing the manager search this off season, he's still the guy I go to to bounce things off of, to sort of talk through things. He's just, just an invaluable asset to this organization in every way. And then Steve Vucinich, you go from Lip, who's 52 years, to Steve Vucinich, <laughs> who's 54 years with the organization. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Vuce, it's been like Vucapalooza around here the last yeah. uh, year or so. Um, with the retirement last year. And again, you know, talk about a guy who's seen it all, who's been around everybody, um, and who's impacted the organization in a lot of different ways. So it was, it was nice uh, to have both those guys out here yesterday. A great day. It was, you know, it was one of those days where I was happy to just be involved. And then I'm, I'm sitting over here on the field between Vita and Stu, listening to these guys chatter. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. 
you know, I, and, and it takes me to a place I always like to go about this organization. It's loyalty and family. How long so many people have been a part of baseball operations. You know, you think, you know, seeing last night the dinner, Pam Pitts, you just think of the people that have been here. I mean, yourself, how long you've been here, how long Billy Bean has been here. What is it about the A's that you foster that type of family atmosphere and loyalty? And as you mentioned with your coaching staff, how long everybody has been with the team? Yeah, that, I, it's hard to say. I mean, it started for me with Billy um, and wanting, you know, wanting to be around, wanting to work for him, with him. I know for him it started with Sandy. Um, and, and I think Pam would tell you the same thing. It goes back to Sandy and, you know, just an environment that you enjoy working in, that you feel – uh, you feel valued, you feel trusted, um, and hopefully, you know, Billy and I have been able to do that for all those people you mentioned who have stayed for a long time. And, um, you know, we've had success. We've, we've sort of weathered the cycles together and know what to expect. And I think there's a lot to be said for that stability and the continuity. How tough is it to weather the cycles? Because losing socks, you've mended, you've You've said it a few times yeah. here on the show. It's just that it flat out stinks, and you're all about trying to win. Just for you as the general manager, and you got to take the questions, and people are going to write about you and said, like, what's that like? Well, it's never the same. I mean, this cycles that we're in is, is different than, you know, there were obviously years in 16 and 17 when we struggled. There were years between the AOCS and 06 and the division in 12 that, you know, that we really, you know, we, we didn't play up to what we thought we were capable of. So they're all different. You have the experience of knowing that you can come out on the other side. I think that is kind of what drives you every day and say, okay, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know when players are going to mature and develop and get to where we think they can be. Um, but we know we have the ability to come out on the other side. So it doesn't, look, it doesn't make the day-to-day -day any easier. Um, and I know no one, you know, no one has enjoyed um, this season and, and these guys are working hard you know look every victory is a little positive you can take out of this year um, but we know that we know we have the ability and the people to come out on the other side and, and we're sort of buoyed by the performance every night in the minor leagues because that is that is what we're waiting for that's what we're expecting and when you look at those box scores and read the game reports of the guys in in Stockton Lansing Midland Vegas like you know there is there is a little tunnel or excuse me a light at the end of that tunnel we're all still shocked i had it in my uh, third inning hit a few days ago denzel clark <laughs> i just couldn't wait back-to-back home runs like that just doesn't happen then it came on twitter it's never happened in pro ball before now if it's happened at a high school or a college yeah. or whatever uh, you were there for one of them how is it possible to two days because there's something quirky that has to always go on yeah Two days in a row? So the first night, the ball hit the ball down the left field corner, and it kind of rattled around and just got past the left fielder. It was kind of what you, you would expect. The second night when I was there, I mean, he smoked a ball out to the 407 sign, um, and the center fielder went after it. And I swear, it didn't get that far away from the center fielder. And, man, Denzel just kept running. He was flying. Um, and he, he just beat the throws. I mean, center fielder went and got it, relayed it into shortstop. We at home. He just beat it and ran across the plate standing up. I mean, his his speed is really something. So now that we have gotten through the whole, which I think is really good for baseball, I know it's tough for you guys, but we've gotten through putting baseball on the map in a month where we have no other sports. That's All-Star Game, Home Run Derby, uh, Trading Deadline, 
futures game. Baseball was front yep. and center. Now we don't have the waiver wire process anymore. So this now allows you to go out and see your own play. You're, you're so worried about everybody else's players. <laughs> now you're able to go see your players. Yeah, I got to Lansing for a couple of days last week, which was nice. I actually hadn't been there since they've been our affiliate. So spend some time there. I'm going to get to see the Midland guys play this week, um, and I'll get out hopefully to Vegas and Stockton again and maybe even down to Arizona to see those kids. So it's, it is a nice time of year to go see our own players, make sure – you know, we have our evaluations in order and, and know what we have going into the off offseason. Um, and now also, you know, with the schedule the way it is and the draft, you know, on top of everything else, I'll probably get out and see some of next year's amateurs to get a little bit of head start and help help out Eric and the scouting stuff. So what are some names that you think that you look at maybe next year that for our audience could say, okay, I'm going to start checking those box scores. Who are some guys that you think could be just not the future, but that, that could be in spring next year and co and potentially help here next season? Yeah. Well, there's a couple guys in Vegas, I think who are, you know, who are really close. I mean, certainly the two guys we, we got in the Yankees trade, JP Sears, who's pitching the big leagues and Ken Waldachuk, I think, uh, both guys are, are basically knocking on the door and just waiting for an open spot. Uh, Cal Stevenson, who's gone a little bit under the radar we got for Christian Bethencourt, has been on fire in Vegas. And I think we'll probably get an opportunity soon to see what he can do up here. So there's a couple guys there, you know, in addition to the guys we've already seen who, who may have an impact. Um, after that, the group is in Midland that is pretty exciting. I mean, Zach Geloff, Tyler Soderstrom, and Jordan Diaz are lighting up the box score on a regular basis. And I think once you're in double A, it's really easy for us to picture you in the big leagues. It's just it's just a step away. Um, so those guys are exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing them this week. And then there's a group of pitchers there as well um, with Hogan Harris, who's finally healthy, pitching well. Luis Medina came over in the Yankee trade. JT Ginn is back healthy and pitching. Jeff Criswell's doing a nice job. So there's a group of arms there as well that are making progress and who, you know, to your point, will probably come into spring training next year looking to show the big league staff what they can do. And a philosophy that you guys have had that not every other team, it's kind of the big bone of contention with the CBA was, well, I got this great player, but I'm not going to bring him up because we don't have to pay him. And I, that, you know, that's not been your philosophy. You guys, you guys feel if a guy can play, get him up here and let's go. For sure. I can't think of an example in my time here where we've held someone back for what, whether it's service reasons or, or whatever. If you're ready, you're ready. Let's go. I mean, going all the way back to we put Trevor Cahill and Brett Anderson in the rotation out of spring training when they were 20 years old because they, they earned it. They were ready. So, yeah, any of these guys who, who, who proves it, who does it on the field is ready to be here. I think you know, we'll, we'll get them. I've, I've talked all year about how we're sort of balancing right now the young players and the, the, the veteran guys who can contribute right now and, and help us win games on a nightly basis. Like The scales are tipping a little bit, and we're, we're ready to start seeing some of these young guys. It's, it's, I get this question. I'm sure you get it. you got a lot of catchers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. you got a lot of catchers. You, as of right now, you only play one. I know you can DH somebody, but you're not training these kids to be DHs. Right. So you want them to be catchers. And you got Murph, who's 27, in his prime. What are you going to do with all these catchers? <laughs> well, we're going to DH some of them, and we're going to catch some of them. Um, Anybody play short? or? <laughs> 
No, it's it's it file it under good problems to have for now, and and we'll have to figure it out. I mean, Shea's done an outstanding job. I didn't mention him earlier as far as guys who are ready, but obviously you have the year he has. You go out and win the the MVP of the Futures game. Like he's ready to go. Like I hope to see him here, get him some some abs, some time behind the plate, um, and see what he can do. Um, sometime this season, but but Shea's been outstanding. Tyler's playing some first base. He's going to go back and forth between catching and first base, but reality is his catching's getting really good, so uh, I appreciate that he's worked at that. Um, and then behind all these guys, you've got our first-round pick this year, Daniel Susak, who we absolutely believe is a major league catcher. You don't draft a guy at 19 overall if you don't think he can play the position. Um, these things have a way of sorting themselves out. And he's a big kid. <laughs> he is. He fit in our clubhouse really well when he uh, came He walked over hands. here, you're like, man, this guy almost looks like a power forward. <laughs> he, is a, he is a big dude. He comes from an athletic family. You know, big brother was a big league catcher, and uh, he's going to fit in well. So when you start thinking about, like, what is the ultimate timeline for you guys? Let's just take the names out because every person's been different. But there is, like, a timeline for a guy who's picked in the first round and he is a college guy. Yeah, it's been a little while since we had one of those guys. The last guy we took out of college is, um, I can't remember where he's playing now, somewhere down in Arizona. But um, it's been a while since we had a college guy. I think Daniel is going to play in Stockton the next month and then, you know, we sent Zach Geloff straight to Double A this year. Like there are, there are examples of guys who move within a year to get on the, the doorstep. And with Daniel's advanced approach, I think, assuming he stays healthy, does well this year, I think you know the sky's the limit next year. How much right now do you evaluate what you got here? Do you think about for next year? Do you pretty much know what you got here? No, I think the next two months are critical in evaluating what we have here. And, and again, we've got, you know, some of the guys who've come up and down this season, I'm hoping get regular playing time the next two months. And, and hopefully there are more, more guys to bring. Some of the guys I've mentioned, some of the guys who've gone back and forth, we need to get them here and get regular bats. Uh, some pitching that we need to see, and, and we need need to use these last uh, two months or eight weeks, whatever it is, to uh, to figure out what we have going into the offseason. Did you tell Seth Brown he and his wife are going to have to have another baby <laughs> as soon as possible? Because the way this guy's swinging it. I know. It's it, credit to Seth uh, and credit to his wife for taking care of things at home so he can come here and hit homers. But, yeah, he's been, he's been on a heater. I don't remember being energized when I had my kids. I remember being tired, and it was hard. I had twins. I don't remember, like, life's great. Whack, hitting home runs. I don't remember your wife letting you go to Chicago three nights after the twins were no born. No chance. <laughs> so, not that it, not that it's not easy, you know, you know, when you have a baby at home that you have to worry about. But Seth's done a great job focusing here, and, and he's been great. Uh, Cole Irvin. Yep. Unbelievable this year, what he's turned out. Why didn't he go yesterday? Against the Giants when I wanted to beat those, you know. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we, we were not prioritizing that trophy that uh, they gave out it's yesterday. It's just, just to rub it in their face, David. <laughs> I know. You know it's how nice. much we hate them. It's nice to beat the you Giants. You don't like them either. It, Come on. It's also nice to make sure we get a, another eight weeks of starts out of Cole and give him the extra day when he deserves it. He's pitched great. we got to take care of these guys and, and make sure we give them the rest they need. I know, I know, I hear you. It's just I can't stand those guys. Um, but Cole, best ERA at home in the American League. Now that Frankie, all the talk with Frankie and everything, good luck to Frankie. And you know what? Also good on Lou. Lou's a good guy. He was mm -hmm. always super nice to us here with A's Cast Live. Good to see him get out to a good start with the Yankees. Yeah. No, I saw him come into that game yesterday against the Cardinals. And, yeah, wish both those guys 
the best of luck. They were great. You know, I talked to them after the trade was made, and they had, you know, were so appreciative of their time here. I mean, both guys have been in this organization a long time. Um, but uh, but obviously going to an opportunity to win a ring and wish them the best. And I think of, okay, Cole, you think of Blackburn, and I throw Cap in there. I mean, that's a solid three right now. Evaluate, and then you go to spring, you know, knock on wood, whatever. I mean, that's kind of three going right into spring, knowing you got a threesome, you know, you need two more. Right, and we've seen, you know, we've seen really good things, you know, when when our rotation is healthy, you've got those three guys. We've seen Aller make progress. We've seen Logue compete really well. We saw Adrian throw the ball really well yesterday. And I've already mentioned Sears and Waldachuk. I mean, there is these are the things you sort of build towards in a year like this. You you sort of stack these starters, and you know that you know some of them are going to perform better than you think. Some aren't going to perform as well. Some are going to be healthier than others, but. We're building this depth now because I think we have a chance to put together a really good rotation going forward. What's best? Get, we'll end on this. What's best case scenario? How this season ends up? Well, as we've said every every time I've been on here, we still want to win games. I mean, that still is the best outcome at the end of every day because it's it's the most positive. It's the easiest to take things away from. We're still looking to win games. Along with that, the best outcome is we know more about the guys who are going to be here going forward than we do now. That's important. There you go. It's the GM show right here on A's Cast Live. Thank you so much for the time, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Tony. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.